Hello and welcome to the Chimwag Podcast. I am Sam Glenn Smith. I'm going to be your host for today. Um, I'm joined with Solo and Rogan. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, and good night. I love that film. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, start with a start with a good reference, strong reference. Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. And today it suits the first film as well. <laughs> well, we haven't got a top five for you today. Um, we thought we'd we'd do a little segment. Um, I have finally, after all this time, watched a film I should have done years ago. Apparently, um, so yeah, we thought we'd discuss films we've been watching over the last couple of weeks. So yeah, I'll just get in with it. I finally forced myself to watch The Matrix. I shouldn't say forced, to be fair. I forced. shouldn't say forced. I shouldn't say forced. I actually enjoyed the film. I did enjoy the film. Although I, I was about to force you to watch it. Yeah, to be fair. It, it's, it's been a working process for a very long time. I've had Rogan's Blu-ray of The Matrix for a good over six months now, I think. I think it's probably getting to about the six-month six month mark. And yeah, I finally sat down the other day and thought, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. And... Yeah, what what can I say? Sunglasses, leather coats, madness. <laughs> yeah, solid wardrobe department in that movie. Honestly, <laughs> I did really enjoy the film. Solid everything. It. Oh yeah, it's solid everything, a hundred percent. Now, yeah, for um, as someone that's not who doesn't class themselves as a sci-fi fan, uh, I must admit it. It did confuse me at times. But was not the most confusing sci-fi film I've ever seen. I'm not thinking that that worked in its favour. I don't know if it's because I'd I'd had some helpful tips when whilst going into it, just from hearing the two of you two discuss it so much on other top five lists and whatnot. But you know, I I I felt like the movie was never going to be as good as. As it could be, because I was going into it. And the same with the Shawshank Redemption. Not, not sorry, not to hate on this again, but I was going into it with, you know, with <laughs> rose tinted glasses. Um, but oh, should I say like black sunshades? Um, but mm. UV protected glasses. <laughs> but no, I'd, you know what? I'm, I'm a big Keanu fan. Uh, did not disappoint. Oh, Keanu! It was actually quite nice to to see him so young again after. My most recent viewings have been being the John Wick films. Um, it's kind of mad to think he ever even looked like that after seeing John Wick. John Wick's kind of become his own model in my eyes. Um, Although there's not there's not like the two decades of difference there should be. <laughs> there isn't. No, he's, he's the same with Lawrence Fishburne. They they both age very, yeah. very I'd, good bone structure. Those yeah. two, <laughs> very gracefully. <laughs> Good genetics definitely um I'd, yeah you know what that it was nice to watch um just because i mean it came out in 99 uh i'd have been two when it came out um so seeing what was the norm back then you know like this high-tech computer he's doing all his hacking on he's got the big back you know they've got these yeah. flick up mobile phones that are just i don't know they're incredible <laughs> Have you guys seen the new, well, uh, the quote-unquote new Nokia-style phones? 
Like like their updated version of the brick phone. I no, I don't okay, think well, so. They first of all they look incredible, and it has like it's it's like a matrix phone, which is the reason we have one. Of course, we, like no one uses it, but we, we just use it to slide the screen up every so often. We were talking about this before yeah. the show. I had the matrix phone. It, it, it was awful, <laughs> but like, at least like. Oh yeah, I mean, so is so is this, but it, it's you, you just have it to own it. Yeah, <laughs> its design is based on uh, because on the extras of the Blu-ray, if someone has seen this, it teaches you how uh, they they designed the phone on the cartridge of a gun, so you know like how it's constantly reloading in the film. It's like got holstered uh, magnet. Uh, mm. It's not magnets, what they call magazines. Yeah. So like the gun the phone itself is designed on the loading of a gun. I must admit, um I never even noticed. I found myself throughout the film loving and hating the combat. Like in some scenes I'd be like, Oh my god, this is tight and then some scenes were just they were just a bit mad, mate. Like Okay, all right. Before we go any further, you have to start with what's the one you what was your least favourite fight? I need to know this before we go any further. Right. Um, it's iconic and whatnot, but do you know when they're when they're doing the the slow motion going back dodging bullets? It, it was just it was so corny, man. It was so cheesy, in my opinion. That uh, wasn't a fight scene, though. No. Okay, but combat scenes and thing. But I I liked what I liked about it. I liked most. I liked all the hand combat. Other than I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed mad at times, like so he'd kick him in the air and he'd you know, he'd he'd punch him like five like so many rapidly in the chest and it's like the what is that doing? It's not doing anything. Like it did seem a bit a bit odd. What do you mean like I don't know It like, is odd. It's a com it's a computer simulation. It is odd. I knew you were gonna come for the subway fight. Yeah. I the knew subway fight is <laughs> one of the best. It is, like, and I, I, that's why I had to ask right away because I was like, I bet he's got something to say about mm. it. <laughs> you know what? I think, it, uh, yeah, I, I get it's, it's a computer you know simulation, I, yeah, but like, I don't know. I'd, there, there was better computer simulation just, combat in Scooby Doo Cyber Chase, and what that that weren't it oh, for me. Okay, well. <laughs> Cyber Chase is a classic. I ain't disputing yeah, that. But, but the Matrix is... If you compare like, it's combat, then you're just going to discredit your entire review. Nah. I, I, that, was, that was a little joke and a little shout back to Cyber Chase because I like to mention Cyber Chase as much mm. as possible. But I love... Bro, I love yeah, that movie. I, know. I love that movie. You'll never get a cold shoulder with, right. when you throw those jokes mm. out. However, what is what is important to remember is is this is an opinion, and um, the combat for me was was quite was quite corny. Um, that 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 was about it. I I get it's it's Matrix style and whatnot, and it's it is part of the computer simulation. But just as a viewer, like that that didn't really please me too much. Um, so you know, the, I can't believe some, that some decent <laughs> some decent like gunfights and whatnot um but i don't know it was just yeah it just seemed it seemed cheesy um i don't know it just it felt to me like they the punches weren't really doing much right? there was just no i don't know and everyone in that can just take so much damage like i don't know like and obviously it's a simulation you know like they're murky man and then their faces are just disappearing and they're just latching onto something else but 
I don't know. For me, for me anyway, it didn't. Um, it just wasn't that 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 side of it wasn't entertaining. Like I like the storyline, and that's the thing. This is like I'm always for me sto- story. Yeah, you, you still rate it though, and that's that's story what is the main the main main part of a film for me. It's what what's most important, and you know it was it was trust at times difficult to follow but it by the end of it i it all made sense well the vast majority of it made sense which was which is good um i'll say it does hold up as a and for its story um yeah just the the combat and stuff i I found just a bit a bit too i don't know i don't even know how to describe it you know i just wasn't feeling it um as much yeah it just wasn't vibing with you like i get i like the, the thing i i can get what you mean by that because it is e- like even like i i mean i can't i can't literally understand how you didn't think that was fucking gangster and incredible because but but i but i can see the point of how because it's not something that you like well like that style of combat isn't something that you enjoy on screen i can see why it's a problem you know what i mean yeah objectively even though my personal opinion is you're fucking yeah, wrong yeah <laughs> but object objectively i understand but on a personal level get the fuck out of here stress stress yeah i, I did yeah i know man that, that i've seen keanu fight better as john wick and i don't know once you i guess once you see that that kind of destruction and whatnot it's like you, you can't and this is the thing matrix is you know it's it's renowned for that scary movie spoofed it like scary movie for the combat in that was just so ridiculable that like they can spoof it right and that that's the classic to the matrix every man have spoofed that yeah but that's yeah, classic like, to the matrix dude, haven't you argued for the exorcist hmm? in it you're gonna tell me that wasn't spoofed by scary movie yeah, but I don't, I don't get butt hurt when someone offends the exorcist. Like, what I'm trying to say is that, like, you know, what I mean, it's, it's, it's classic to the Matrix. However, th- that is it. Like, people either like that or they, you know, what I mean, they don't. Is what I'm saying, and I, I didn't enjoy that side of the film. I, I just found it a bit like, okay, like, would, would you watch the second one? Um, I would. I'm not in a rush to, but I would. Yeah. Um, no, but like, but off of the first one, you think it, like it would be worth to see the second one as well. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that's that's good. How that's many good. are there? Well, three and a fourth one on its way. Okay. But to be, I I haven't finished the third one actually. Have you, Rogan? Have you, you seen it, Rogan? Of course he has. <laughs> Sorry. Have you seen the third one? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, okay. seen, I've, I've, I've seen them all multiple times, but I don't rate them like I do the first. Okay, so does it not I hold up don't. as a series as as it does as a individual film kind of thing? Well, I the first one's I a masterpiece. I still think the second one is good. The second one, uh, the second one isn't a masterpiece. The first one is, you know. No, no, but it's it, yeah, the f- uh, yeah, of course, of um, course. But I'm just saying, I still think the second one is. It, it definitely has. If if you're going to see a good movie, then. You can still go and see the Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, he spends far too much time in Zion, and uh, it's. But the, the, there are sequences in the Matrix that are worthy of the first film. You know, the the, mm. the, the famed highway yeah. scene of which they built. Yeah, a I think we spoke highway. about that on here before. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was and all three uh, Blu-rays, by the way, of all three films have fantastic um, special features. The behind-the-scenes stuff is incredible. It um, will le legitimately make you want to be a filmmaker. I am um, evidence of such. But yeah, I think. Uh... Uh, no, I'd, I would give it a, a solid, a solid eight out of ten. Um, lost it, lost it on the. I, I, I didn't enjoy the combat, but other than that, the, the story was good. The characters, I, I think everyone gave a, a pretty solid performance. Um, and yeah, I didn't find it as outdated as I was maybe blagging on other podcasts before I'd seen it. Um, <laughs> I actually quite enjoyed uh, being being cast back to the early 2000s, to be honest. Um, I thought it was cool. It's quite nice to finally know what the whole red and blue pill thing's about then as well, because I've, I've, I've heard of that mm. everywhere. <laughs> um, it's the rabbit hole, isn't it? Yeah, trust me. It is. It is. What's another... I'm trying to think of the other thing, the like the classic moments that have just been spoofed to death. From from the Matrix. Well, I, well, I guess oh, the bullet, yeah, the bullet dodge has been done like fifty million times. The bullet uh, dodge that he's too slow for as well. This is like <laughs> when he when he catches yeah. it. <laughs> oh, what did you, what did you think of Trinity actually as like as a character? Did you like her? Yeah, do you know what I was attracted. Okay, well that's that's I mean that's still that's still counts. Yeah, I, was, I love the opening line Trinity's a G, man. The, the opening lines, the introductions to Trinity are that I've sent two units up, they're bringing her down already. No lieutenant, your yeah. men are already dead. Yeah, that was that is a brilliant movie. In like well actually character introduction and just opening scene. Trust me. To be fair, like well, my my mum was fucking obsessed with Trinity for ages. Too right. Like in the same yeah, in the same way that she was with like Sarah Cotter. Like she she just wanted to be Trinity and she wanted to be like Sarah Cotter and shit like that. To be fair, she flies yeah. that helicopter well. I I, I did admire. I I was, well, I mean we've discussed that that scene away from the podcast, so I won't get that into that again. But that that was a pretty cool scene. That was a pretty cool scene. <laughs> That's what I'll say on that. Um, but yeah, no, um, as I say, not, um, not in a rush to see the next one, because I feel like I can, you know, I could, I could just leave it at the first one, and maybe be, be content with that, I don't know if I want to, I feel like if I pushed through to the third one, that, uh, it might, especially not being, like, a huge fan of these kind of movies anyway, uh, it might maybe tarnish, what I liked from the first one. I don't know if it's one of them films that kind of goes back on itself. I hope it doesn't because the first one... I, I wouldn't hold it against you to not watch the sequels. Yeah. Um, although, maybe. maybe now that you've checked out the first one, uh, YouTube the uh, highway scene, just because it is a legitimately hard scene. Um, Trinity's on a bike as well, which Definitely. is also hard. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get to see you get to see Morpheus fighting Adrian. Yeah, with with swords as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's sword play going on. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you might. But like, that. there's there's some. They think this the second one. There's some fucking gully moments in it. Like like. 
Well, I mean, okay, well, I've, I, you don't care if I spoil it, but obviously, but Smith comes back as this fucking like virus shit, and him and Neo have this other fight, and he has this fucking power where he can just clone himself. So it's like Neo versus versus like fifty fucking agents. Okay. In just like a and uh, like a pole. I think they're it's in like a basketball a pole cemented to the ground, didn't they? And he yeah. makes good use of that pole. <laughs> That's uh, there's some booky CGI in those uh, Smith fights. Looking back, yeah. Well, I think yeah, just in like well, because they because they made Neo fly. Really, they had to just they had to go buck wild on CGI to make it. No, work. I think, I yeah. Think... But not not in a detrimental. That adds way. to its charm a little bit, I guess. Um... I guess well, I mean that's what makes it unique. I personally didn't like how they were using a lot of the CGI in it. I don't know if that was just because it was the time. I haven't seen, but then I haven't seen a lot of. Do you do do you be the Academy Academy Award winning special effects there, Sam? For its time, mate. As I say, for its time, and you got to <laughs> think I was too, mate. I'd, I've grown up in a different era. I've seen a lot better, and you know right. what I mean. We've grown up in the same era, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, true. However, you're... you're, you're I guarantee the... you've seen a lot worse. Different educations. Mm. <laughs> Different film education. Maybe, yeah. To be fair, like I've, I've never really tried editing. I wouldn't be able to put together anything like, like The Matrix. However, I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen plenty of people do better. I didn't even mean that. I meant like on a... Just, like, just on like how you... The films that you've been educated on like as in have seen and shit but you're just into different True. different paradigms definitely yeah yeah like if you'd have i don't i don't know what the year was when, when was phantom menace out um same year 97 i believe no 99 same year yeah 99 same year yeah 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 because that like a lot of people think phantom oh, menace yeah. should have won the academy awards because like what it actually did for cgi for computer animated characters was like revolutionary that's what i mean but like yeah that's what i see um but that like some of the rigs and like the the way that matrix did some of the cinematography of its fight scenes revolutionized technology you know like gimbals and Mm. shit were made off the back of it true um true especially some of the cranes and the way they rigged up multiple cameras for the bullet times. Yeah. True. I will admit that, like, I, I was a fan of just how, I don't know. As filmmakers, you get your, you know, you get all your your, your typical like your mid shots or that. Like they usually like dominate films and whatnot. But with the Matrix, it was just so, I don't know. It was just cut so weird. Like I don't know. But I I was enjoying it. Like. But I don't know. You will have you noticed, and you will, upon repeat views, that the editing style and the visual look that does feel booky isn't there in the Nebuchadnezzar. It's... And it's there to make you like aware that you're watching a simulated environment like on a subconscious level. That's the thing. Maybe to be fair, maybe uh maybe on a rewatch it might it might get better. Um, I might I might learn to appreciate it more, but you've got to think this is the first time I've seen this film, and as you guys have said, like you've seen it, God, countless amount of times, you notice all this stuff. Whereas for me, the first time mm. I watch something, I'm I'm watching for the story. I'm not watching yeah. particularly for anything else, and if anything like crops out to me, it's what I remember 
you know so i remember thinking yeah. I, I don't get i don't get this fight scene i don't you know i don't get this i don't get that that's why i remembered the helicopter scene very vividly because i was like hang on wait what like but i'm watching for story i'm trying to understand the film and then the second time i rewatch i'll more than likely start to you know notice little quirks and whatnot different things i like that sort of thing and i guess yeah. over time god knows i might i might consider it a masterpiece as well but for now it's a it's, a, it's it an ages eight out of like a fine wine it's an eight out of ten. you know what yeah. i yeah I could, I can get that. There is there is in my mind that I would could rewatch it, and you know a lot a lot of films don't get don't get that. Especially like an example of a sci-fi a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I remember watching that when I was younger, and I'm never touching that again. Yeah. Don't even get me from, started from what I've seen. But yeah, um, yeah, solid eight out of ten. That's the that's the Sam Glenn Smith review of that. Um, Sure, someone might have something to say in the comments about it, but don't really care, mate. <laughs> uh, what have you been watching, Solo? Uh, I finally... I, I, well, I mean, films-wise, I'm still on the Bond marathon. So I thought I wouldn't talk about that, because I'd imagine even you guys are sick of just like getting a text every day about what fucking film I'm on. <laughs> So well, instead, I'm going to talk about a TV series. You've been absolutely smashing through them at an incredible rate. I will say Trust that. Me, man. I, yeah, I'm. I'm already on. I'm. I've got Casino queued for tomorrow. I've already finished Brosnan. Jesus. Right, so you're done by the weekend then. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I need. An, I need another marathon for next week. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah. The thing I'm not going to talk about is that. And what I'm actually going to talk about is this fucking brilliant TV show that my dad showed me. And then actually another one that him and my mum were both huge fans of called Tamish Macbeth, which is by, uh, well, I get the showrunner on it was Frankie Boyle and uh, Robert Carlyle as the lead character. It's bloody brilliant every time. But the first season is it's all funny. But it's it's not until like the second season where it starts to take a, like an artistic direction, if you know what I mean. Like the, they become more stylized in the episodes they're doing. Like it, it it just comes into its own as a piece of television rather than just being like any piece of television. And my god, is it fucking hilarious! Like, I mean, Hamish Hamish is this fucking. He, he could be a great detective, but he just doesn't want to be. And he just wants to live in this little fucking town and just hang out with everyone there. And like, even when the crimes happen, it's just, it, it's more about him trying to get the people who live in the area out of trouble and like, just fuck with, like for the first season, he's always fucking with the police from Inverness. Uh, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stupid jokes about like, no, there's a great Shinty parody, which they do like a sports film on Shinty, which is just this, it's, I don't even, it's like hockey mixed with foot. It's like hockey and football mix in some, in a weird dimension. And it's a game in Scotland and they do like a whole sports episode on it where they even bring in like a ringer at the end of it and everything. Uh, yeah, this, 
Ah, it's just it's it's fucking hilarious. Like, and and just every every character in that village is just there's just so much material from yeah. one character, and the two leads are brilliant. There's um from when you introduced me to the show and we, we watched a few episodes. It's got that uh, that sort of British charm to it. Um, that e- easy watching, uh, you know, uh, sort of mm. family comedy, but you know, pretty cheeky, you know, just good old British TV. Mm. Like, oh yeah, it's like, th- yeah, th- it it has might... that very like, it does have that very typical British humor, but there's all, but there's also a lot of like under jokes that are just. Just like dumb, like there's just things that are kind of thrown in there as running gags, like the, like the fact that Hamish and his best mate, the Doctor, never smoke cigarettes. They always smoke like weed, and every so often it's just some like there's there's this bit where like this other policeman comes to town, and it's the doc. The doc smokes weed out of a wooden pipe, and he's there like the police officer next to him is like, "Do you?" Sm-? It's like Doctor. Do you smell like an illegal substance burning in here? And he's just and like it's just sh- shit like that, and every so often it gets mentioned, but they never admit the. F- it's a bit like when they talk about weed in Lord of the Rings. It's just like no one ever, no one ever says like. It's always called weed, but no one ever like acknowledges that it's like yeah, everyone in, everyone in Middle Earth is basically a stoner. <laughs> yeah, even even the great man himself, yeah. Gandalf. Yeah, there's a reason that he's called Big G, and it's not for Gandalf. <laughs> Plus, Robert Carlyle is a, a a brilliant actor, and unfortunately, I think he's he's been served a few uh, dud cards in his career, uh, and that's probably stopped him from reaching the heights that he's capable of reaching. Because, like, I've all I've always enjoyed uh, Robert Carlyle, uh, and. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've one one Sorry. such movie that I watched recently, The World Is Not Enough. <laughs> Piers Brosnan's third yeah. film. He's the villain. Yeah, actually, if I remember rightly, he got shot in the head. Yeah, before the film even that's, started. That's... He just has like a bullet in his brain, and it's like it's slowly killing him. But until it does, he ought to get stronger because he can't he can't feel pain and all this shit. That you know that was a favorite movie of mine as a kid. You know, really? I I think yeah, that's the one where like. Um, He's got like an inflatable kind of suit, right? Yeah, yeah, the like bubble um, thing. For like the avalanche, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's those gadgets and that that I liked when I when I was younger. And that film's just full of them. Oh, when yeah. was it? He was in the Ro- beach well, as well. Roger Moore had the best gadgets. Yeah. So have you have you seen the show? Sam? I have you seen Hamish McBride? I haven't. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd imagine the only time you would have caught it is if it, you just came round that week that I was showing Rogan it. Yeah, it's not, it's not one I've really heard of either, to be honest. Um, I imagine with... Um, is it is it post-Full Monty or pre-Full Monty? Uh, because like, he's, he's that sort of age, isn't I th- he? Uh, I want to say it said it was... 93? No, it could have been 93. Wait, when I'll was do, the Full Monty? I'll do a quick fact check. I'll do a quick fact check. One second. I know. It, I know it was the nineties. Uh, right. Right. Ninety-seven was full Monty. No, but I. Th- I. No, oh, no. I thought Macbeth was ninety-three. 
Yeah. I'm getting down to Amy Schmidt-Bath was 95 to 97. Ah, oh. oh, well, so, same, same time period then. Yeah, and bang in the middle of that, he did uh, Begbie and Trainspotting, mm. which has also been mentioned on this podcast. Mm. Potentially a classic. Although he wasn't actually in that scene. <laughs> yeah. I'd say it's... Uh, it's not old enough to be a classic yet, but I definitely call Train it a cool classic. Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think just from the from the like, was it the just the amount of publicity when the second one came out? To be honest, like it was a big deal. People made a big deal out of out mm-hmm. there being a second train spotted. Yeah. So, um, the film, um, yeah. the most recent film I've seen anyway, like like most people right now, I'm watching mostly series because it's just easy, easy to digest content, you know, burning through time. Um, but I did watch I, Tonya, which was a film I meant to see in the cinema last year, recently on Netflix. Um, it stars Margot Robbie and um, Sebastian Stan, uh, who, who plays the Winter Soldier. Um, and is a true story about Tonya Harding, who was um, an Olympic uh, figure skater um, who came from a, an extremely rough background with a very violent mother, um, a father who left at a young age. Um, she was pushed into sort of ice skating. That was her own, the only thing she ever knew. Um, she was incredible, but had the absolute wrong attitude um, it's this character story that ends up um, I'm not going to spoil the rest of the film because that's just sort of the premise but um, it ends up in a, in a huge like um, news sort of crisis um, where the the courts are involved it's, a, it's, it's quite an interesting story um, and, and, and whilst that's great and it is an interesting story and I do say watch it for that um, I would say that the it wasn't particularly engaging, and I'd probably say it was the least engaging performance that I've seen Margot Robbie give. Um, and it's not to say that a performance was like bad. I just I wasn't like I wasn't invested in a character, and that made me, as the story went on, less invested in the story. Uh, and to the end, I just. So the story keeps uh, referring back to sort of like interviews as though it's like a documentary um, of the actors in the future talking about what's happened in the past tense and then, you know, going back and and following that narrative. So you kind of want to know what they're saying. So that keeps your intrigue and that's why you'll you'll probably finish watching the film if you do start watching it. But so it wasn't the characters that kept me invested. So like... Although it every it wasn't like anything was was bad about the film. It was interesting. Um, it just maybe like wasn't an engaging enough story to really be a a, a feature film. Like it, it would have been a great documentary, and I'm sure there are documentaries on what happened with Tonya Harding, and uh, uh, she was like, yeah, I I don't I don't really want to spoil the film. Um, because it is still relatively new. Um, it's it's something that I did. Was it two thousand eighteen? Uh, Seventeen. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. 
Oh, 17. Oh, earlier than that. Um, okay. So, well, uh, do you guys want me to spoil it? Uh, I've just read the hypnosis, mate, so it's already gone what for happened? me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, um, so she's like, she's got an abusive mother and then she gets um, a fella and he, he's abusive to her. Um, and they they do um he, his mates are eight shifting and absolute fucking idiots and are actually the comedic relief in the film but they think the gangsters right and th- they're essentially trying to scare the top figure skater into not skating so she can be in the olympics but she doesn't know about this he's just doing it himself but what they actually do because the fucking dickheads is go with um, a blunt stick and take a kneecaps out like this is a true story and this legitimately happened Um, so this poor woman can never walk again Uh, but tonya harding had no idea you know and and ended up in this huge court trial and stuff because of it so like that's all interesting and will make a fascinating documentary but isn't quite as engaging to watch as a feature film especially with a cast like sebastian stan and marco robbie and i'm yet to see it wasn't a bad performance by her by any stretch but i wasn't like i i would i preferred this film over not a bad performance but a bad role would you say yeah you know it's like they're saying um it's not that it was a bad performance. It was unremarkable. It, it wasn't unremarkable. Mm. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, think yeah. I get what you're saying. I think as right. well with these. Um, um, I don't know with a. Because even Harley Quinn was remarkable. It was it, it, unremarkable. Sorry, it was a wonderful performance. Yeah, with these like biopic style films, I think. I don't know. Uh, I've, you're always. I know, whenever I go into the, any of them films, they're kind of made, make or break by whoever's portraying the person it's about kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, your, your mean, Churchill yeah. films, your, um, you know, your uh, Daniel Day-Lewis as uh, Lincoln. It was Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Mm. Um, you know, so... He was, yeah. King, ben Kingsley as Gandhi. Yeah. Old classic. And this is... Peter O'Toole is... Uh, sorry. Yeah. I was going off on a rant there. <laughs> this is what I mean, and I think for from what Rogan's saying, I mean, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, the, the story revolves around Tonya, but it doesn't... I don't know, there's a lot more other characters, you know, that uh, that do other things. As you say, like, she doesn't know this is going on and whatnot. This is just what I'm getting from, from the description, and I think with... For someone to shine in these kind of biopic roles, you know, they've got to have enough screen time. They've got to have enough character development. They've got to, yeah, you know, like maybe if she'd have actually it, ordered the attack, uh, you might have seen a bit, bit more of a performance kind of thing rather than yeah. It it also kind of hinges on like what the story is because I mean like some people can have very interesting lives, but that story might not necessarily transfer well. To a film script narrative. Mm, interesting, yeah, because it is a, a lot of domestic violence, um, and then a lot of figure skating, and it's essentially it follows her life from being a child 
then it skips to a sort of just leaving school then it skips mm-hmm. to an Olympic age which was like 21 to 23 and did you uh, say it's so yeah it sort of with ends... real interviews or it's Sorry. just based off real interviews does it does it actually show the real people I think these interviews do exist it does what like most biopics it does when the credits roll and you sort of yeah, see yeah. them in the same clothes and the same position. So I imagine a documentary does exist that's very similar to this film. Hmm. I don't know that for a fact, though, but there were genuine footage, like shot for shot, of things that happened in and the film. And that's the thing. I think when stuff like, when they when they go, so like you're, you're straight out of Compton's and stuff, do you know where they're just going off a story? They're not, they're not trying to necessarily, other than like, the them shutting down the the gig kind of thing. The actors have free reign to kind of to put their own little spin, add their own little add their own little stuff to it. But like with this film, I'm guessing that they did they wanted to be so accurate because I mean it is a such a deep deep story, you know. Um, that she she was probably very limited to to what she, what she could do, you know. Whereas with like Harley Quinn, as you were saying. I mean, she just got given the character and was told to make her own with it, really. And you know, that's when you shine as a as an actor. I think. I think when you have to fit a role, uh, it can be a bit. She was great. She was great in Mary Queen of Scots. If you, I can't remember if either of you went to see that. I didn't. I remember it. No, but I remember yeah. on the poster. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah, I think I might have whinged about it on an early episode of the podcast about how I like it, but it is a fucking banging film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she plays the she uh, plays the queen, and but Saoirse Ronan is Mary, Queen of Scots, and um, Margot Robbie is. I think it was in the Elizabeth at the time. Elizabeth the first, right? Is it Elizabeth the first? Yeah. Yeah. of course it is the Elizabeth II's our queen at the moment the number, I mean Elizabeth II's our queen at the moment so, <laughs> so it can't be her <laughs> yeah. it'd have to be um, I do want to point out that uh, Marco Robbie's um, performance was was good it was great you know it, I think it was more that it was it was a great performance in a film that didn't really like bring out the shine in it Hmm. Can I can I say that? I don't know. Yeah. You'd have to watch it and we um, and we'd no, discuss. I, I get what you mean. It's but, just it's it's not. She's not the she's not the mouse who sank the boat or anything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, I mean, it, it is a good film. Maybe it's me. I didn't engage in it. Um, maybe I've seen too many biopics recently because it does seem like we've um, we've had quite a few. I feel like I've seen quite quite a few biopics. Uh, in the last few years, yeah. Um, but not not really on sports. It was quite refreshing, even though when I think of sports, I don't think of you know ice skating. Um, it still, you know, was Olympic themed. Um, uh, yeah, it's a solo sport, so that's a bit different. Anyway, yeah, that was the review. Um, if we're gonna give it out of uh, ten, um, I'm probably gonna say six point five. It's like Fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, but just like you should watch it. But um, you you're probably not going to be thinking about it in a couple of days' time. <laughs> although you you may, although the story you might you might tell people about the story. To be fair, 
Uh, I'm curious as to the next time we record this episode. I don't know if we'll be reviewing the Hulk or Little Manhattan, but I'm 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 curious. I'm curious to see it when when it comes to Little Manhattan's turn. I, I'm 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 really curious to see um, what you guys are rating it. Um, you know, what, I'm just gonna do a little check now on what IMDb rates it. <laughs> You know, I I read the synopsis on it. Well, I mean, no, not the well, not the plot synopsis, but you know, like the blurb. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that good. I mean, it's got four stars on IMDb, mate. Oh, four, four stars, stars out of five. Uh, oh, no, nine. actually, no, seven and a half okay. out of ten. But for some reason, it. Well, oh, I mean, that's still... oh, that's 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 decent. I mean, it's only a little, yeah, a little bit worse than the Matrix. Then, so it must be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, with its eight eight point seven, yeah. it's like one star's difference. I was, I, so I'm, I'm curious. Base, I'm expecting a little that's, Manhattan to break. I'm curious that's to see how many people score. have actually rated the Matrix in comparison, though, because uh, I imagine it's got a lot more. Uh, a whole generation has probably well, rated the Matrix. Here we go. At this so. Point. The amount of people on IMDb that have rated Little Manhattan, uh, grand spanking twenty one thousand. Now the amount of people that have rated The Matrix, a slightly bigger number of one point six million. Wow. <laughs> wow. So. And that's that's still not enough. <laughs> I mean that's that's decent. Well, I know I can I can add one more because I know I haven't rated it anywhere yet. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't, and I do have um, an IMDb account from one review of The Dark Knight I did back in two thousand and eight. <laughs> oh really? I'd be curious. Yeah, from read. way back when. What's the? What's I don't the... know. Find it because that'll have like millions of ratings. You want to shout the username out, Oregon? Wow. <laughs> It'll probably be my name. How much do you want to bet if you if you if you set Alistair a challenge? I bet he'd find it. Oh yeah. He's found it. He's, he's read it. Shout out, Alistair. You're, you're definitely he's listening the to one this right like now. On it. <laughs> Probably dislike. To be fair, he's listening to this. You're right, Alistair, mate. How you doing? You creepy little bastard, you. <laughs> <laughs> How's your egg movie doing? Did it, did it go anywhere? I hope so. I hope it's a great success for you. you smashed the egg. Yeah. <laughs> Can we cut that bit? <laughs> It wasn't even that smashed the egg. Are we still recording, by the way? Because like we we've lost all we didn't tempo do it we can cut podcast. This, 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 this can be. It's cut. not like I don't. But no, well, we can cut this section. But you can, was... you could leave. I, I was yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So for the yeah first season of Hamish, I'd probably just give it a seven and a half, but because of like. Just the level of, like, as soon as it takes its stylistic direction in the second season, it usually becomes an eight, and it's a nine by the time you get to the third. Do you th- just so we have like a ranking okay, for it? Okay. Do you think um, you could start from season two? Do you think you could cut out? Probably, like you know, I I would recommend if you just want to. If if you were to watch it, it's not like you have to watch the first season for the story. Like actually, it's it was quite it's quite refreshing watching. The writing formula they use, because I've been watching like I've been watching X Files and Sopranos the most recently, 
And American TV is very formulaic in how it structures the season. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, you know how it's always like every season is planned to be the penultimate season in American TV. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, yeah, and like Hamish was just refreshing. It's just like, it's literally just like, all right, well, here's 10 episodes. They're essentially 10 one-off stories. And there's like a bit of an arc going on for a few characters but even those you can only like you could watch two episodes and they'll be completely unrelated to each other even if they're essentially like there's a fight in the episode before and they make up i feel the same about sherlock to be fair like sherlock you can watch his in the there is obviously the the underlying story but like realistically every episode there's a there's a mystery that you know that's solved you know whatever you can watch each one and that that probably comes from like the hamish is based off of a book series as well so it probably comes from the fact that there's like well just in its pub in its original publication something like sherlock and hamish macbeth is they are literally one-off stories they, they, and the arc is just kind of there, just because that's book writing. They were probably stories in in magazines. I know that's what Sherlock Holmes was. It, um... No, it was a book series. There's just it's just there were lots of them. Oh right, okay. Oh fair. Oh sorry, I thought you meant like Sherlock Holmes was and kind of yeah. No, no, I thought just because you had said, oh yeah, it was it was probably like with Sherlock, and I was just cor- I was just correcting for the sake of saying the right thing. You know what I'm saying? So today, I guess I guess we're concluding with uh, an eight for the Matrix, uh, a seven for the first series, but an eight for the second of Hamish Macbeth, and and nine for the third, and then a, a solid six and a half, right, Rogan? For yeah. Um... For me, anyway, just because I wasn't engaged, and that's an important part of a film, I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would like to. I mean, Bar the Matrix, that isn't the only thing I've I've watched in in isolation. I've been uh, been watching rewatching plenty of. Well, I've did a Harry Potter marathon with a fam. The uh, last over the last week, uh, did four movies last Sunday, four movies yesterday. So yeah, I got to defeat Voldemort again, and then other than that, just been rewatching tons of old South Park. I've been slowly making my way through each season, and I must say, uh, for any South Park fans out there, just rewatch the old episodes. There is, they are just as banging as I remember. Is you know the the story writing was a lot different, especially compared to the new the new series, but um, it's the the jokes, the one off jokes are just. I don't know, and to be honest, the, the I mean, to be fair, I, I don't know about you, Solo, because I know you're a fan as well, but like, as the animation yeah. styles got better, I found it so much more enjoyable to watch, but there's just something kind of kind of yeah. nice about the way they used to move and stuff, it's all very, it's just... Yeah, yeah, even on the remastered ones, because like, the movement is still, this. like, I mean, to a certain extent, even how they animate them now, a lot of the movement is still based off of the the little like paper cutouts that they use. Yeah. I love that, and you know that that is a little a little hint at what our next episode will be for for all you. Mm. Yeah, the next the next face off for the two of us. Yeah, for all you Matt Stone and Trey Parker fans, uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be discussing the f- top five movie spoofs. 
and and there's a lot of classics. There is, and you can guarantee for a fact, even as we were, as you were saying about um, uh, Hamish McBeth, you can you can pick South Park up at any point and watch it. So if you if you're not a fan of it after you watch the top five episodes, you well the top five uh, movie spoofs, I definitely recommend checking out every single one of them episodes because they are definitely going to be bangers. Mm. As a as a TV show, I think it probably is one of the most consistent, like the most consistent quality of humor. I think on any TV show, definitely, and it's going to be interesting because I know Rogan, you're you've you, you know obviously you've seen South Park, but like you're not you're not as diehard as Solo and myself. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I I watched it when I was younger, um, and then uh, sort of stopped around the time of the film. Uh, big fan of the film. Um, didn't really watch much after then, but that's that's not for any fault of the show. I'm gonna be really excited to judge this one though, uh, and uh, I'm hoping to see like a, a scene or something, uh, just a little clip of each of these spoofs, so I get a bit of the flavour of like um, how, how these films are being spoofed um, in a similar way to how we we viewed the the, the spaceships and the death scenes in the other episodes. Um, so that that's that's going to be fun because I, I I am a fan of the of the humor of the show, South Park. So yeah, I'm very excited to judge that one. Um, I think one one of the reasons it works to such a consistent level is that it's uh, well, I guess this goes for the movie parodies and just the series at large is just how unapologetic they are with parodying anything. And so it's like the it, so like all of the movie parodies are just so hilarious because they were like just the jokes and the shots that they will like take at movies are just so they're so brilliant and then and it's there's not like it's not like there's a debate on whether it's meant to be like oh this is one person's opinion they're like it's just fully just like well this is the opinion and we just started dusted with it <laughs> definitely. definitely but well there'll be more on that later. Uh... As for today, it's been thank you for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. Um, I'm excited to do the next review podcast. Uh, we'll be in a couple of episodes time. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you. Bye. Good morning, good evening, and good night. <laughs>